Hello and welcome to this episode of Shoulder to Shoulder, where we strive to grow in love of the Lord and each other. I'm Megan Silas. And I am Pam Marvin. And we are back and excited to be here together, gazing upon each other, yeah, I know. It's good sharing to be our hearts and minds. It is so good to be here. Mm-hmm. So what's new with you? What's new? What is new? Well, I'm kind of just sort of looking at the landscape of what's coming up in life and we were talking uh, recently uh, before the show that I have been very remiss about going to uh, get physicals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, a, couple, a few episodes ago, we talked about, you know, diet and exercise. And maybe we should have also talked about the reality of, you know, kind of keeping a routine eye on what's up with your body through uh, regular checkups. And, you know, I, having been trained as a physician, I think is actually a stumbling block for me in this area because... I tend to be be thinking that, well, if something were wrong, I would recognize it because I'm aware of symptoms and things like that, uh, of various problems. And so, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I get kind of lazy. Um, so I'm coming up soon. I'm going to have a physical for the first time in over six years. Yeah. And I'm a little bit like, I'm not concerned actually at all about anything popping up. I'm just concerned about the number of labs and potential uh <laughs> studies that the guy might want to do because it's been so long. And in particular, I don't want to get a colonoscopy. And I know uh, the back when I was training, it was more like when you were 50, that was kind of the guideline. And I'm not quite 50 yet. I'm, I'm very close. The the term (laughs) I use is tailgating 50, (laughs) but, um, and now it's quite a bit lower. And so, I, so I'm thinking about that reality. I'm thinking like, what is it that really just makes me want, not want to do that? And it's really the, the prep, <laughs> to, oh, yeah, you know, the, the, sure. the bowel prep stuff. And so I'm trying to gear myself up to this idea of, um, you know, maybe offering that up as a mortification. But then I also, the following week, I'm going to get my wisdom teeth out. What? Yeah. So... <laughs> I have been putting off, I wouldn't say putting off. I have been, I have been putting off the dentist telling me to get the the wisdom teeth out because I wasn't having any problems with them. And I've kind of gotten in my head that this was sort of like a racket. Like they just tell you to get them out because why not? You know, oh, you might have problems with them in the future. So just get them out. And I'm like, well, you know, God put these things in my head and my jaw and they're not bothering me. And so why should I go and have some sort of procedure to take out something that, isn't causing a problem. Well, now I have a couple cavities back there and I do tend to bite my inside of my cheeks quite a bit. Mm. So I'm getting those out. So basically what's up with me is I'm contemplating future medical realities and I'm just not psyched about them, but I'm trying to get my mindset of using them as opportunities to, you know, grow in, um, Closeness to Christ and his passion and to offer yeah. them as a mortification and, and perhaps a, in maybe something will come up that I feel like I need to offer them in um, remission for or as a intercessory prayer thing. So, I mean, you know, I'll just ask, ask uh, so some prayers for me as I go forward yeah, in these for things sure. that I would uh, engage them in a holy way yeah. and not in a whiny way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a well-ordered way. Yes, yeah, there you go. for sure. So, how about you? Um, you know, October is a great month. My anniversary will be thirty-four years is coming up, oh. 
and my the beginning of the wedding festivities. So we have the first oh, bridal shower okay. coming up in October for my daughter Annie. Um, very exciting times. Just kind of a lot going on. I'll be going up to a wedding to see a dear friend of mine. It is my goddaughter, um, but her aunt is one of my dearest friends of about. 45 years plus. So that's really mm-hmm. cool to have a friendship for that long. That's so I'm really cool. thankful to God for her. Beautiful. Well, the topic of the day is actually something that sort of came up as a potential topic to talk about in my own personal life. So uh, we've talked many times about the fact that, uh, you know, I serve as a spiritual director and um Sometimes in spiritual direction, uh, things come up where I really feel compelled to encourage a directee to seek counseling uh, with a licensed counselor, a therapist, or Mm -hmm. even a a psychiatrist, depending on what the issue is. And so I recognized recently, um, as I was listening to a podcast that has to do with uh, kind of different, different techniques of counseling. Um, I do like to um, educate myself about the world of, of psychology. Uh, I think. Um, Which you have a background. I do in. have a background yeah. in. Um, and I think that I want to have some practical knowledge of uh, how the various approaches of psychology um, address issues within people, because as I come up on these things as a spiritual director, I want to be able to, you know, have some understanding about, you know, some different realities that might be going on there. Um, so what I realized recently, as I was listening to a podcast that was talking about some psychology techniques, um, or therapeutic techniques and, and, um, that kind of thing is that, while I have recommended to numerous people to seek counseling, I have never experienced counseling. Mm. And it, I, fe- I felt kind of convicted that if I'm going to recommend something, maybe I ought to engage it. Like maybe actually really experience what that is. And so I brought this to my husband and said, Hey, you know, um, I'm, th- you know, I was really thinking about this and thinking that maybe I ought to, you know, go for counseling and just sort of see what that is. And maybe, you know, there are some things within my background and my way of thinking that uh, probably could be addressed a little bit, that maybe I could uh, grow in self-awareness and get some tools to function in a way that's healthier. And he had a really, I won't go so far as say negative response, but a really not positive response. Like, (laughs) why would you do that? Isn't that just a waste of time? Like, isn't it, it's kind of, I think it might be kind of like a charlatan type things. I was really surprised. I did not realize that my spouse had such a negative um, attitude towards uh, counseling and, and psychology. And so what it brought to mind for me that it would be good to talk a little bit about what the differences between spiritual direction and counseling are, and maybe talk um, to some individuals within, you know, the faith community uh, that may have a negative attitude about counseling. I don't think that's where my husband's coming from necessarily, but I have definitely encountered among devout Christians sometimes a real 
uh, either dismissiveness of the psychological sciences or an outright negativity um, saying, you know, with this idea that it, psychology and psychologists are like evil or something that like they, right. they, they're contrary to the Christian faith, which I really disagree with. And so I thought it would be interesting to talk about it. Yeah. But also to get your ideas on it and, and how okay. you see it a little more. Um, well, I think it, it um, is befitting for us to talk about what is spiritual direction first. Okay. You know, so sure. we can parse that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start because sure. I'm sure you can embellish and you have more to say than I do. Not necessarily. Um, <laughs> no, the spiritual direction, the way I learned it is really the the relationship with the directee and God. Mm-hmm. That is the primary crux of it. Absolutely. Now, there are psychological things that can impede us from allowing that love in and so forth. Mm-hmm. That's where the other part comes in. But it is primarily circled around just that relationship, the prayer life, the sacramental life, mm-hmm. uh, interior life, and and, and that. Um, but I can see why during spiritual direction times there will be things that come up that you're like, hmm, that's not really in the spiritual direction realm. It's more in the psychological realm. Sure. Right. Uh, you're absolutely right. It is about the individual and how they're relating to God. One of the things that I would also say about spiritual direction is while sometimes people will engage spiritual direction when they have some big thing that they're trying to discern or grapple with, spiritual direction tends to be um, almost, you know, once you really engage it and you see the benefit of it, you're offering as if you're continually trying to grow in your relationship with the Lord, it'll be an ongoing thing where it's not like you're just trying to solve a problem and get the tools to do that and move on. It's really a constant process of understanding yourself, how you're relating to the Lord. Journeying back to God. Journey, like we talked about in the last episode, actually, absolutely. So there's that element of there's, it's not like have to be ordered towards a crisis point or anything like that. It's like a progressive continuing accompaniment. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you said, as the two greatest commandments are to love God and love our neighbor. Right. And so as we grow in holiness and desire to grow in holiness, we're going to desire to love God more and to love our neighbor more and better. Right. And so so often relationships will come up because we're struggling to love, right? right? That reminds me of one thing in early, early times of the podcast in the first 10 episodes, there was something we used to say all the time was that the through relationships, we are wounded and through relationships, we are healed. Did I say absolutely. that right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. You said it exactly yeah, yeah. right for sure. And so, as those relationships and the struggles to love well, both God and others come up in spiritual direction, mm. what you will find sometimes is that the impediments to loving well come from places of brokenness that may need more exploration on a psychological level in conjunction with spiritual. Right. So I don't, I never see that, Counseling is not a substitute for spiritual direction and spiritual direction is not a substitute for counseling. No, they can work beautifully in tandem. Yes. And that spiritual direction is going to be something that you're going to tend to maybe continue on more consistently and longer than counseling, but 
sometimes you may come up against this wall. Yes. And that counseling can really help break through the wall. I just had this beautiful image come to mind. Okay. About, um, so let's say that our childhoods, our family of origin and things that happen to us and the way we even perceive it, even if it's a harmlessness, it's still a knot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you've heard of Mary Undoer of knots. Well, I see these kind of traumas, whether they are minor or not, to all of us, you know, whatever it is, is pretty major if it, it changes a, a trajectory of our lives. Mm-hmm. So there's several different knots of things that have happened to us in our family of origin. And those are the knots primarily we need to work on with a psychologist to undo the knot so that then we can get closer to God in our relationship Mm -hmm. because those knots are impeding our journey. Right. Absolutely. And it's not to, to be said that, I mean, if the Lord wants to, he can certainly in a moment just heal something, just remove it from you. But I actually think that he often wants to work with you in unraveling the knot because the understanding being that knowing yourself more deeply and how you came to be who you are can actually help you be more fully the Christian you're meant to be. So we talk about how the Lord never allows something in our lives that he can't use for good. Right. But if he just heals it with a miracle and we never come to understand what we had and why we had it, we won't necessarily be able to use the, what that experience was to grow and to maybe minister to others who've had other experiences. And, And so that I think is a way that the Lord can often use this sort of growth that can come through a more gradual process of coming to understand where we came to be wounded, where we came to think in ways that were unhealthy because unhealthy thinking about ourselves and others tends to translate into unhealthy behaviors toward ourselves and others. Exactly. You know? And so that's really how I see counseling can um, be involved because psychology can be used in ways that are negative. I mean, I think I'm going to completely acknowledge that. And this is why I think some people have a sort of this, maybe fear okay. or let apprehension. Me, let me give you the perfect example, especially okay. because yeah. we're Catholic. If you've got the perfect example, I go do. for it. I do. <laughs> so, you know, my, I sent my friend, my friends who are really having a hard time in their marriage. They mm-hmm. went to this counselor and the counselor said, you know what? You guys are not compatible. Y'all should get a divorce. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. That's the kind of counseling we're like, well, that's not, not what we're looking for. Yeah. So that's, you know, oh yeah, you need to affirm each other, or, you know, just mm-hmm. not a whole Christian worldview mindset. Right. Yeah. And, and I'll take that term worldview and actually maybe tweak it a little bit and say a Christian anthropology. This is a term you'll hear a lot among um, Catholic counseling people, psychologists and things like that. You need to function with a Christian anthropology, which means understanding the human person with an appropriate God view, you know, of who we are created to be, our dignity, our, what our ultimate like goal is to be, you know, with the Lord for all eternity. 
that the Lord does have plans for our lives, that the Lord created us and knows what's good for us and has given his commands through scripture and through his church for our flourishing, mm-hmm. not for not to control us, but for us to flourish. Unless a psychologist or counselor is functioning out of that anthropology of what it means to be human, they're going to be very subject to leading down paths that are not appropriate. Right. And so I think the, in order, instead of just throwing out counseling altogether and saying, oh, there, it's a bunch of uh, new age stuff or just a bunch of, you know, people wanting to seek their own desires and throw off, you know, morality or whatever. No, you got to vet, you got to vet the person Mm -hmm. you might go to. Um, Sure. But so say we then say, okay, we're, we've got this person who's well-grounded in a, in a, strong Christian, even better Catholic anthropology, understanding of the human person. How can a counselor in practical ways impact a person that's maybe different than spiritual direction? And I would say it's in the practical tools Mm -hmm. that they have learned through their study. You know, I have one. Okay. So this is kind of a cute little sidebar. Family trip, we're floating on the tubes in the river. This, you know, it's, it's extended family. So this is my mm-hmm. first cousin who has been in counseling. And she said something that was such a good nugget that she received in counseling that feelings are data points and not directives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And what a great insight right. that is. So mm-hmm. I was able to go home and share with my teenagers like, you know, they're just data points. They're not directives. Right. And so that's the kind of a difference. Just like, this is how you process things. Mm-hmm. Right. And, it, and they also have an understanding of various tendencies to function out of lies or wounds that, that are going to have some counterbalances that they can recommend and to have this perspective of, yeah, when somebody has that experience, it's very common for someone to start thinking this or that. And this is some of the things that we've found have been effective in counteracting that tendency. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as, so the, generally, when you're in counseling, there's a couple things that are going to be happening simultaneously. There's the, well, we need to get at what the root of these things are and come to understand those things and, and you know, try to find healing. And healing ultimately comes from the Lord. So if you're not going Amen. to have, you can, you can make progress even without God involved by just a greater degree of self-understanding and self-acceptance and things like that. But ultimately, true healing is going to come from the Lord. So you know, to invite the Lord into those places. But, you know, as I was saying, he doesn't always do that, like, you know, with a snap of the fingers. So there's going to be so often time between when you're healing, you're, you're healed to a degree that you're no longer functioning out of a wound, but you're still existing in your circumstances and you need to have some practical tools to function as you're waiting for the healing to progress. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's what you're going to end up doing in in counseling is like, as this healing is going on and a lot of that's the place that I think is there's so much tandem with this, the spiritual director and the counselor, the practical tool aspect of, okay, as I wait for this healing, as I, you know, desire and do the work that I need to do in order to, 
you know, help facilitate the healing that the Lord wants to do in my life. How do I function right now in a way that I'm capable of with the circumstances that I have? And that can be very empowering to think, all right, well, I don't have to just wait until I'm healed to start behaving in a way that's healthier. And that's, that's I think the biggest benefit that counseling gives. Whereas I, as a spiritual director, haven't been trained as much in these practical tools for functioning in circumstances as we wait for healing. Right. Right. So but I can see how they do work in tandem. Oh, for absolutely. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Cause and we can't often, ignore parts of ourselves. Right. Right. And there's times in it during spiritual direction that you're starting to uncover something that's behind that, maybe a trauma from childhood mm-hmm. and whatnot that then needs to be taken. Right. And, and that, I think that's a good point. Like, so for me as a spiritual director, what are some of the things that might trigger me to say to a person, I think you need to seek some counseling here. What triggers me for that is when I see repetitive patterns of behavior that are um, disordered or causing significant disruption in the person's life. And they can't seem to understand why they're doing it. I'm working with them, asking them questions, having them pray on it, but they just really seem to be kind of blocked. If I, I, I can be very patient with that circumstance as far as making the progress of them coming to understanding. But if I'm seeing in their life significant disruption as far as how they're relating to others or, you know, in their work or things like that, this is when I say, you know what, you need some more tools about how to function in this reality as we continue to see God's healing for a place that we might not even even uncovered yet. Right. right? So that would be a, a place. Um, if I see any behaviors that are um, self-injuring. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, or dangerous in any way to themselves or others. Uh, that's a place where, you know, I'm going to want to get some, some help. Right. The other thing, Megan, that I've noticed myself as as being in conversations um, in spiritual guidance is someone who, I think I'm just repeating it in just a different way, that it's there's there's a very a lack of progress. There's a lack of in, insight and there's a lack of progress mm-hmm. in trying to grow closer to God. They clearly have a very strong desire. But there's like doors they're not willing to open. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, they're just, they kind of shut down. It's just kind of the mm-hmm. same thing over and over and yeah. over again. I'm glad you made the point though where you said we're, but they really have a strong desire because when I, if I see lack of progress, that's the thing I need to discern. Yeah. Is there lack of progress simply because there's not commitment to prayer life and really seeking the Lord. Like if that's it, sometimes people just aren't ready for spiritual direction. That's so true. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like they're just not in a place where they're really um, consistently and open and vulnerable. With, yeah. But with a dedication yeah. and desire yeah. to seek the yeah. Lord, then you're not going to see a lot of progress there. But if they do have that, they really want to, but they just seem to be 
like you said, they've got doors that are closed and they don't even, and you see that they're closed, you know that you're shut off in areas, but they don't seem to recognize that. Or they, or even if you kind of tiptoe close to it with some questioning, you have some very strong reactions that like are running away. That makes me think that there's probably some maybe trauma there that they need somebody who has training to yeah. try to engage. So I think that's a really good point. Yeah. It's the stuck yeah. being stuck. A third place where I would say that um, I would, I really am quick to recommend counseling is if they're in a relationship with someone who seems to clearly have some significant issues uh, with their psychology mm. um, because they're so like, say addiction, mm-hmm. abusive behaviors of somebody else, really strong controlling behaviors, things uh, if they're describing people in their lives that maybe have um, significant evidence of a um, personality disorder. If there's, close relationships in their life with this person that seems to have some really strong issues, they need help. They need tools that I don't have. Right. right. You know, perfect. So, you know, just, if you're listening to this today, um, we're going to try something new and you would like a recommendation for a good, solid Catholic or Christian psychologist, uh, message us on our shoulder to shoulder, shoulder word, number two shoulder on our Facebook page and we'll get back to you. Yeah. We'd be happy to do that. There, there's some really good um, groups of counselors. Wherever you are online, zoom, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah that's available. And one of the beauty, beautiful things, perhaps uh, we can thank COVID for it. We haven't had a lot to thank that, that for, but um, that this uh, openness to, video conference calls with counseling and things like that has, has really exploded um, in the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. that really gives people a, a lot more options to access a, a good counselor uh, or right. psychologist when they might not have been able to otherwise. Or spiritual because, guide. Or spiritual guide. Yeah. yeah. There sure. are spiritual guides that do that now. I don't do that so much, but um, I know that there's definitely people who do. Um, so yeah, that, those are good options. And, and I would just say, you know, if you're in any of those circumstances where you, you know for a fact that you have significant trauma in your history and you've never really gone into addressing it with a, with a professional, I just really want to encourage you to consider doing that. If you're in a relationship that's abusive or in any, and when I say abusive, don't just jump to physical abuse. There's a lot of emotional, psychological abuse that can happen in relationships that can be very, very damaging. And so if you have ever felt like maybe you were in an abusive situation or maybe you haven't really recognized that, but somebody in your life has says, hey, you know, I think that this is an emotional abusive situation. Like, don't ignore that. Mm -hmm. And the reality is the Lord will work with us and with all these different options to bring about healing, because we he wants to use other people to be part of our healing. And those other people might be someone like a counselor or a psychologist. Um, so, yeah, just if you have just a blanket negativity about this area, I just want to encourage you to maybe reconsider that and, and pray about that. And, and if, if this is kind of, you know, bringing up something in you or you're feeling like, Oh my gosh, maybe I could use this. Listen to that. Don't ignore it. Don't run away from it. And if you have a spiritual director, talk frankly with your spiritual director about and say just, "Hey, 
have you ever thought, you know, maybe I could use some counseling and, or I'm thinking maybe I could go to counseling. What do you think about that? And, and just talk through that with, with either a spiritual director or a spiritual friend, you know, maybe a spiritual friend has seen some things and, you know, just didn't feel like you, maybe you were ready to hear it or that they had the words to say it. But if you bring it up, they might be like, you know, yeah, I have seen some things. So so that would be my encouragement. Um, I think we should use all the tools that the Lord has given us uh, in Absolutely. order to grow in our human formation, our spiritual formation, and to become more and more fully alive. Because right. the glory of God is man fully alive and woman Amen. too. Amen. <laughs> all right. Well, we thank you so much for joining us and we hope this episode has blessed you. And, and I would say um, particularly if there's maybe somebody on your heart that you're a friend of or relative of or, or someone that this is kind of thought made you think, Oh, I think this person could use it. Consider sharing it. And, uh, we just thank you for sharing this time with us. It's been a blessing for us to be able to share this time with each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we hope uh, that you will remain united with us in prayer until next time. God bless. God bless. God bless.